You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on on Canceled? How are you guys doing today? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We missed our podcast last week, but we are back and better than ever this week. Come on now. Uh, today we're going to finish up part three, or no, part two of our Gifts of the Spirit uh, series. Actually, this might be part three. I believe it is part three. We did part part one. We talked about what, what the gifts are, how they're for today. Part two, we define the first six gifts. And today we're going to finish with uh, gifts that help us talk like God. Uh, and uh, these gifts right here are going to include the gifts of prophecy, uh, the gift of um, tongues and interpretation of tongues. And we'll talk about those today. But before we do that, it is time to rate, rate that. that. Apple. Here we go, Ben. What do we have today? We're running out of options, but today we got a Fuji apple. I think that this is typically used in baking more so. Is it? Um, So we'll find out how it how it goes for eating. Where is it on the sweetness scale? I oh that picture. Yeah, I can find out. I'm kind of curious, but I can find uh, out. We my mother sent Ben and I a sweetness scale of apples. And because I guess that she found out that we uh, do this on the podcast yep. and she sent us like the scale of like apples that are sweetest to apples that are, you know, not as sweet or tart would be the word that, yeah. that we'd use. I'll find um, it after so, we, we take all right. a bite. Well, let's, let's, let's go for it. All right. I don't think it's bad. How are you feeling? I'm going to give it one more bite because I just feel like I'm not getting a good bite. I feel like I am getting a good bite. Hmm. Okay. Ben, what are we thinking? It's at the top of the sweetness scale. I'm not surprised. I'm not having a bad time at all. I think that it, it, I'm getting a pretty good bite with it. The skin's not too thick for me. And the only, like the only downside is that it gets a little soft um, as you, as you get into it. But other than that, I think it's very solid and it's sweet. It tastes good. What say you? What say I? Well, the taste is phenomenal. This is a this might be the best tasting apple I've ever had. Tasting, like in terms of like, like just like the sweetness in my mouth is yeah. is the best. Everything else is not good in my opinion. Really, I'm not a I, not I'm not a, a fan bite? of the, I'm not like a fan of the skin. Really. I'm not a fan of the of the like flesh. Mm. Um I just think it's kind of soft. I think it's the skin is kind of thick. Uh for me at least. 
Uh, but this, but like, I would love to cut this apple up and put it in some apple pie. I think it would be delicious. Yeah, I think that's what people typically use it for. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah. if you're gonna make an apple pie, this is probably the best apple for an apple pie. It's very sweet and like, just like it has a. I haven't ever tasted a Fuji apple. I don't think before because that was really good. That was really good taste. Yeah, it tastes tastes awesome. Tastes really good. What are you gonna give it? Just be like the taste is a ten. Like it's not like uh like it's not like it's just good. Like no, it's like a ten. And the skin is like the skin is like a five, and the flesh is like uh is like a four. Mm. So with all of those things considered, it's probably like a six point five or or something like that. I, I would say. I think that's I think that's solid. I'm at a seven point five. I think I'm enjoying okay. it a little bit more. Um, for me, like the skin isn't that big of a deal, and. Neither is like, I don't know, like normally a soft apple, I'm just like, ew. But this yeah. one is like, all right. It's a good tasting one. Yeah. It's a good tasting one. Uh, I would, you should Solid. try it. You should go bake should an apple it. pie, like a Dutch apple pie with some, with some Fuji apples. Absolutely. You should do that. That would be a good, that would be a good decision. But anyway. You don't want it, right? Uh, no, um, definitely not. I would, I, I would like, maybe I would like, honestly, peeling the skin on that one might be good. Anyway. I hope you enjoyed Rate That Apple. I think that like Nets next might be like Rate That Seltzer or like oh. or like oh. Sparkling Water. My mic is still on, but I'm in. He's in. Sparkling Water maybe would be the right uh term. Well, actually, never mind. We'll get into that conversation another time. Uh <laughs> we have our last week though of talking about the gifts of the spirit. This is going to be a quick one today cuz it's not going to take me that long to be able to explain it. But I got some funny stories that I'll associate with some of them. Let's talk about prophecy first. Prophecy is often thought of in the, in the New Testament as the Old Testament gift. What the Old Testament gift of prophecy was, or what the Old Testament prophets would do, is they would foretell the future. They would foretell the future. Where in the New Testament, we more see prophecy used in a way of encouragement. And so I actually believe it's Acts chapter 13. Sorry, that chair was bothering me. Acts chapter 13, it says that uh, something to the effect of, and forgive me for not having the, the reference right now, that the prophets encouraged the people. So the, the gift of prophecy is more of an encouragement. We talked about the word of wisdom being more like the Old Testament gift of prophecy, whereas prophecy in the New Testament we see it more as encouraging and building people up. Uh, and, and so prophecy is more of an encouragement. If I were to call somebody out in a service and I were to encourage them about something going on in their life, encourage them that, you know, I, that you, that I just feel, you know, like I just feel led to tell you today that God's going to increase you today. Something like that. That might be fall more under the gift of prophecy. And so uh, th that's really prophecy kind of in a nutshell. It's more uh, the New Testament uh, version of prophecy is more encouragement than it is uh, the foretelling of the future, where word of wisdom is more the foretelling of the future, like I talked about earlier the last couple of weeks. This is more the way that Dr. Summerall uh, looks at the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, I'm getting a lot of my resources from the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit by Dr. Lester Summerall. Um, great book. You should pick it up and you should read it. It will, it will help you. Um, so we have prophecy. That was a quick one, but we also have tongues and interpretation of tongues. A common misunderstanding 
because Paul goes on to talk about in this chapter how not, you know, do all speak in tongues? And the, the, it's a rhetorical question and the answer is, is supposed to be no. And people say, see, tongues is not the initial physical evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. What th those people fail to understand is that tongues and the gift of tongues are two different things. The gift of tongues is a public it's a public tongue where you stand up or you were to uh, or you're to speak out loud amongst a group of people and begin to speak in an unknown language. That is it. That is the gift of tongues. It's to build up and to edify the body of Christ. Tongues as the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when I speak in tongues just privately by myself as my prayer language. That's what the gift that's what tongues as my personal prayer language is. But the gift of tongues is actually speaking it publicly in front of a group or body of believers. And so that's what a public tongue is. And an interpretation of tongue is when that public tongue is given, there needs to be an interpretation that's provided to the body of Christ so that it can actually edify the entire body. If there is a tongue, there needs to be an interpretation. Paul talks about this and I, uh, he actually talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, and this is what I was talking about when I said, uh, do all speak in tongues? Paul says in verse 29, do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? That was the verse that I was referring to. So uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, 12 verse 30, it refers that do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The implicit answer is no, they don't. Because this is talking about a gift of the Holy Spirit that's distributed as the Holy Spirit wills. It's not referring to um, the actual uh, speaking in tongues that all believers have access to as their personal prayer language. But Paul goes on to say, and he talks about the fact uh, in verse uh, in First Corinthians 14, verse 3, it says, on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. There's prophecy. Prophecy is the upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. It's encouragement. Then verse four says, the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I want you to all speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Let me break that down. Again, we clearly see in that text that prophecy is an encouragement. That's what it is. Prophecy is encouraging the body of believers. It's a upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Whereas tongues, it, it's, uh, whereas tongues, it is giving that public tongue in a language, an unknown language. But then it says, unless someone interprets. Because what tongues does is it builds up an individual. But remember, the goal of the gifts is to build up an entire body. So when we speak in tongues publicly, there should be an interpretation that follows. If there's no interpretation to a tongue, it's on the person that gave the tongue to have an interpretation. If you give a tongue and you don't have the interpretation, you shouldn't give it because it's not benefiting anyone. I went to Bible college and a lot of people were wackos with, with the, when it came to the gifts of the Spirit. They uh, would just, you know, uh, somebody would stand up and just start screaming in tongues for like no reason. 
And then just nothing would happen. We would all just be like, why are you screaming in tongues right now? There was no interpretation that followed. And really and truly what that shows is it was out of order of that person to speak in tongues. If you speak in tongues, if you have a tongue to give, before you give the tongue, you should pray for the interpretation. Before you give the tongue, you should pray for the interpretation. So I was in a chapel service one time and this girl was sitting a couple rows away from me. And we had a great man of God there. Uh, that was speaking and it was a powerful service and the spirit of God was moving. And then this person that was caught up in their feelings, they randomly just started screaming as loud as they could in tongues. But then they took off and ran to the altar. Mind you, this was like a solemn moment. We were all like at the altar seeking the Lord for like direction and wisdom. And like, you could feel the presence of God, like, just like, it was like a hushing presence of God. And there was such a reverence in the room. It was like a clear time where like no one was talking. And this person just decided to ruin that moment for everybody. And, you know, ah, you know, just as loud as possible. I was like, oh my goodness. She then proceeded to run down to the altar, take a lap around the entire uh, place. And we're all just like startled. One of my buddies is at the altar and he like jumped. And it was a complete distraction from what God was doing. That's a good sign to know, by the way, if the gifts are being distracting, they're not of God. God doesn't distract. If someone's in the middle of preaching a sermon and somebody stands up to give a tongue, that's out of order. God does not do that. That's not the way that, that's not the God of order that we serve. The God of order doesn't do that. God is a God of order. He does not do that. So there's an organization to it, but it was just a major distraction and there was no interpretation. It was a waste of everybody's time. And so it was, it was distracting. It wasn't helpful. It didn't build up the body of believers. And uh, I actually asked the man of God that was there, I'll actually say who it was because it doesn't really matter. But Pastor David Stewart was there and I, I spoke to him and I, and I said, Pastor David, what happened? Because I was learning. I, I didn't understand the gifts very, and I'm still learning. Uh, but um, I, I didn't understand the gifts really at all at that time. And I was just kind of learning and I was kind of getting into depth with them. And I said to him, Pastor David, you know, what, what happened? I, I, I'm confused. This just like was like crazy. And he said to me, I think our sister over there was acting in her flesh. <laughs> and I, I thought it was funny. He's such a, he's such a great man of God, Pastor David Stewart. Uh, and he, he's so humble. And even the way that he said that to me, he said it in a way of kindness and love towards that individual. You know, our sister there, she, um, was, uh, was definitely out of order and definitely in her flesh, but he showed grace and love towards her still. And so I learned something even from his humility in that sense. But what I'm trying to show you is that tongues and interpretation, tongues and interpretation, if you're going to give a tongue, there needs to be an interpretation and it needs to be in an orderly way that a tongue is given. It needs to be in an orderly, uh, orderly way. Not while the presence of God is moving and speaking to people and it's just like there's like a hushing presence of God in the room and then you go and scream in tongues and take a sprint lap around the entire chapel. Like that's not going to help anyone. That's just a bunch of distraction and a bunch of nonsense to be honest with you. Again, you know, we, we love, uh, we love everybody. You know, we love our, our sister in Christ that, that did that. And that, and that, you know, I'm sure that she's learning from that and hopefully she's learned from that and someone corrected her about that. But still, we can't act in our feelings. We have to be in tune with the spirit of God and what the spirit of God is doing. 
Don't give a tongue unless you have an interpretation. This gift is actually not nearly used enough in the body of Christ anymore. People don't tap into this anymore. I've, I've heard a lot of people give tongues and interpretations. And by the spirit, I really have only heard like two genuine tongues and interpretations that, that the Lord was, uh, was in. I had this one kid in my class that was just always rambling in tongues all the time. And he, and like, it was just like, like it was as if like they would give a tongue and then they'd give the interpretation and like their voice like changed. It sounded like they were like a different human being. And it was like, why? God's not going to change your voice. You don't have to act all mystical when you're giving an interpretation to a tongue. You can just go ahead and give it just in your voice. And what you're doing when you're giving an interpretation is you're speaking what the spirit of God just said through the, through the tongue that you spoke or uh, you're speaking on behalf of, of somebody, uh, of somebody else, but really and truly like, you know, what, you, you don't need to change your voice and try and make you sound like a different person. So I heard a lot of tongues and interpretations in Bible college and people just don't tap into this anymore. We don't see this happen in churches anymore. And I, I know of a genuine tongue of interpretation that took place where somebody had a tongue and then the interpretation basically was about COVID and was about the fact that, that the church doors were going, that were going to try to be shut was basically what the interpretation was. That was a genuine tongue and interpretation. It even like, it, it even like came to pass like what they were saying in the interpretation. So there are genuine tongues and interpretations. Do people abuse it and act weird with it? Absolutely. People can get caught up in their flesh or people can, you know, not understand the gifts properly, but this is a genuine gift and we should all pray to be using this gift. I've never given a tongue and interpretation before. I think there was one time maybe where I felt stirred that I might uh, give a tongue and interpretation. But to be honest, I kind of backed down and I didn't press in more to, to receiving it. And that, that's, that's 100% my, my fault. And when you feel a prompting of the Holy Spirit to speak in a tongue and then give an interpretation or to operate any of the gifts, you should, you should step out and do it. That's disobedience to not do it. So that was disobedience in me to not step out and do that. So we need to be willing to step uh, out in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I, I, have, I have not felt any other time other than that to be used in that. But, uh, you know, ask the Lord, Lord, use me in your gifts, whatever gift that you might have for me. I would love to, you know, at my youth group, I would love if somebody gave a genuine tongue and interpretation. That's a part of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. So Understand this, the gifts of the Spirit need to be operated and they build up the body of Christ. We have the word of wisdom. We have the word of knowledge. We have the discerning of spirits. We have the gift of healing. We have the gift of faith, the working of miracles, uh, prophecy, tongues and interpretation, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. God wants all of them to be operated in the church of Jesus Christ. He wants you to be, uh, to be uh, utilized in them. And the key that will unlock those gifts is being baptized in the Holy Ghost. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you'll go to the next level in those gifts. You'll be more sensitive to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Spend time in prayer asking the Lord to use you in those gifts. God, use me in those gifts. Ask God to use you. Get hungry. Look for opportunities to be used. If you are a little bit out of order in the gifts, hopefully you have a pastoral leader that will correct you. Be humble enough to receive that correction if you are out of line in the spirit. But we need to operate in these gifts. They're necessary. They're necessary. But that's the gifts of the spirit. There's nine of them in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I encourage you to study them, read books on them. 
because there are men of God that have operated in the gifts much, much longer than I have. Uh, we're talking 50 years longer than I have that know much more than I do. And two resources, again, I'd encourage you to look into are The Campbells Are Coming by Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. and The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit by Dr. Lester Summerall. Two excellent books. If you have any questions about the gifts and you, you want to comment them on our YouTube page, I'll see if I can address them. If you're a student at Impact Youth, please ask me questions. I'll be happy to help you. God bless you. We love you so much. And we hope to see you on the podcast next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless. God bless.